Welcome to another episode of Talking Shift. This podcast is a place for people to acquire knowledge of spirituality, or as I like to call it, our evolution. We talk about everything from spirits, psychics, the Galactic Federation, the Intergalactic Federation, channeling, spirituality, like all the things, starseeds, earth angels, healing, but my favorite, the ups and downs of being in these damn meat suits. Some of the shows you're going to be stuck with me, Diamond, as your host, and others are going to have my co-host, Alicia, or other various healers and wisdom sharers as we connect and we chat about our journeys, our experiences, and many discoveries we've had moving through our human and spiritual lives. We'll share some practices, tools that we've learned to help you shift your reality. We're all in this together, right? I would love for you to join us on our journey as we share and connect with others and create a space of acceptance and empowerment. We are brave, we are bold, we are raw, and we are very real. We'd love for you to join the conversation. Feel free to reach out at our email, reachout at diamondno.com or connect with us on our socials. TikTok is diamond.no and Facebook and Instagram are both diamondno and O as in nope. We would absolutely love to hear from you. All right, gang, welcome to Talking Shift with myself, your host, Diamond No, and today we're with Sarah Rose, our spiritual advisor and awesomeness. Like, I I never know, it's just like awesomeness. (laughs) How are you? Good. It was the first day back for school for kids today. Ooh. Yeah. It's yeah. a big one, right? It is a big one. Actually, my our 13-year-old was really excited. It's grade eight, so like, and oh, she's got good. all her friends in her class. Yeah. Yeah. My children had, which is an awesome segue into what we're talking about today, but my yeah. children both struggle with social anxiety. So going into high school, especially grade eight, like both of them just shaking in their boots, you know, and this is just when social anxiety was starting to talk about because my kids are quite a bit older, right? Um, and I love that there's so much information right now. Like I have a 15 year old young woman in my life who I absolutely adore. And I know her social anxiety was uh, like, she came and visited my dog this morning and was like, can I just have some snuggles before I go? Um, so I know it's like really intense and it can be really intense. Yeah, how does your youngest son do with that? Um, he was actually okay. Like he was good he didn't really want to go to school. Like he likes to have fun and to him school is kind of like, I have to sit there and be quiet and, you know, uh, yeah. yeah Cause he's in grade two this year. So it was actually more anxiety provoking for me. Cause every year he, I get to meet a teacher. Right. But like once you hit grade two, I guess you don't meet teachers. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And he needs a lot of, not a lot, but he needs more guidance within the classroom. So he needs that additional support. And it's like, uh, like it's mm-hmm. more me. I recognize that it was actually more my fears as opposed to his fears. It's like, is his needs going to be met within the classroom this year? Cause yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about supporting our kids. I know yes. you and I had a lot of conversation in and around raising intuitive children, Right. My children are highly intuitive. Like I'm a fifth generational psychic. My okay. children are the sixth generation, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, like, I mean, this is an exception. It's not usually that intense, but right. raising intuitive children has its challenges, man. Yeah. Right. And I know both your kids are really intuitive as well. Yep. Um, I don't think Liv 
sees right now. Um, I just said her name, but well, um, she has more of the feeling. So she picks up on the energy within a home um, and within yourself, right? So it's like really hard to hide things from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're feeling a certain way, right? Um, so trying to teach her not to take that on um, and that she has the power not to take it on. Um, because we think that, you know, we go into a room or something and it's like all of this energy and we can't handle it, but really we actually have the power within us to Mm -hmm. handle that energy. Yeah. I always look at being an empath as like, I have this stupid analogy, but it like nails it every time. Right. Yeah. So being an empath, like so many right now, parents and children, both because of the evolutionary state or the awakening state that we're in with our planet and our evolution, our awakening process, being an empath is across the board right now. And I know there's a lot of teachers and this is a bit of a faux pas, like people get a little like, so trigger warning, Um, people get like, oh, being an empath is so hard and it's so draining. And one one thing that I really instilled in both of my kids because they are so highly empathetic is this analogy. If it doesn't belong to you, it cannot reside within you. Right. So being an empath is literally like experiencing a really nasty fart in a room. Yeah. Like you're going to experience it, but it's not yours. Don't right. scoop it up in a jar. Don't show the whole world like, oh my God, I'm an empath. Look how hard this is for me. It's like, let it move through yes. you. Right. Yes. And once you harness that, it can become such a gift for you to identify like who you resonate and who you don't. Right. So that's my favorite analogy. It's like, don't scoop it up. Let it move through you. Just walk it through. I think when we become more aware of that, we are that, um, and we have that ability to push it out where we begin to understand more what's our energy and what's not our energy. You could walk into a room, like I've experienced it and I've seen, um, my son experience it where you walk into a room and then all of a sudden your mood switches and you don't really recognize, or you're not aware of why it happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he struggled a few times throughout the year last year in school because, a teacher would walk in and they were angry, but they weren't really showing that they were angry, but he felt it. Therefore it caused um, a lot of upset within him because he was like, I don't know what to do. Like, why am I so angry? Right. Um, But it wasn't his to take on. So really focusing on like, okay, so your mood switched. Is it yours or is it somebody else's? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super powerful. There's a fly in flying. I know. <laughs> a puppy on my lap and a fly around me. Um, right. Yeah, no, I think that's key, right? And it's yeah. so, it's so interesting. I didn't have the skills like when my babies were your baby's age. Okay. My kids, I keep calling them babies, but they are not, they're adults. Um, so for me, you know, I would go right into crystal therapy and I'd be like, okay, like we're going to wear black obsidian, we're going to create this necklace, we're going to make our jewelry protection. And right. that's not the highest serving the highest path for understanding right. it right so I love that you brought that up and be like okay is this mine or right. is it someone else's right yes so let's dissect yeah. that a little bit how do you help how do you help your youngest do that um well I asked him about his day and we talk about how he was feeling and then if there is a certain situation at school that caused that um upset within him, um, we talk about, okay, so what was happening beforehand? Well, this and this and this, and then I'll say, okay, so how did your teacher respond? Or how, 
well, they were like really angry. And I was like, oh, so you, you felt that they were, ang- yeah, I felt that they were angry, but I wasn't angry. And then I just got angry. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to hold on to that anger. They were frustrated about something. I'm teaching him how sometimes, you know, like as a parent, your voice gets raised or, you know, your tone is irritable. Like, ugh, that's like, it's been a long day. I'm irritated. <laughs> I don't really want to be in Walmart. <laughs> But here we are. And then, you know, he's like in back of the car and he's sad. And I'm like, what's going on? And he was like, well, like you're frustrated. And I'm like, you're right. I am frustrated. So really acknowledging the feelings within yourself as well as the parent um, so that they in turn can do the same for you. Um, But teaching them that it's not theirs to hold onto is Mm -hmm. very important because I know with um, kids that are empathic um, and highly intuitive, we were highly empathic, highly intuitive kids. We took on that and like, and we had no idea how to get rid of it. Like, yeah, it's like, and the guilt starts, right? Like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Like, how do I, how do I fix this? When really it's, it's not theirs to fix. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I know you and I both work. So we have a program called nightlight where we, Oh, you know what I just realized too? Side note. Um, one of my favorite, favorite students, he was like five. His name was Sammy. And I just realized that I called this brain. <gasps> like, how cute is that? I love that. Talk about weird alignments, right? <laughs> but this is the day. Um, but anyway, so working with Sammy, um, you know, he was highly, highly empathetic. Like a hot, like, oh, so intense. Yes. And he's just a babe. Like he was kindergarten, right? Yeah. One of the things that we his mom and myself through our our sessions would do is teaching him to identify his process. So we'd start with, and this is the same. So you know how we talk about with your journal, it's so important as a grown up to ego dump into your journal, right? Like look at your ego down on paper, no matter how raw it is, it doesn't belong to you. You have space you can move through because the ego self needs to be heard and understand and validated. And And not shoved under, right? Right. So with Sammy, what we would do is we would have crayons and we get all the colors and paper and I'd be like, okay, we're going to start from how did you feel? Let's draw how you felt when you woke up in the morning. So generally it would be like green or blue, which for him, that really symbolized like heart and connection. And so he'd draw his morning and we'd we'd progress through the day to see where was he flipping. And then that gave us an opportunity to talk about why he flipped and how it's not his and that it's very normal it's so important to normalize human emotion yes anger is a phenomenal tool for manifesting we'll do a whole other podcast on that someday but it's an incredible frequency for actually aligning like it's so powerful so when you're using it properly and so learning that you can express your anger in this is what i'm going through this is how I am experiencing myself right now. Not it's your fault or this or that. So as his day would progress, we get the whole rainbow on the page at some point. Um, but it'd be that transition in, you know, the walk to school and seeing the other kids and being like, I don't belong. Like they're bigger than me. This is intimidating. And that's when it would start to turn into like yellow was his fear color. And then it would turn into sad which was always brown for some reason, but he turned into sad and then that would turn into frustration or anger. And then yeah. when he get home, 
and he had his parents were divorced so he'd be going between homes when he would get home and there was expectation put on him after being so depleted all day yeah that's when anger would kick in right so helping him identify his patterns of like okay so when we feel yellow what are we going to do now and so he started to identify through color i'm yellow right now like i'm how do i regulate right and why am i yellow what is my fear what am i afraid of right now and like, what an incredible journey. Like if someone had taught me that, like my social anxiety as a 20 year old would have been totally different. Right. So it was such a supportive system and it like kids are so in tune. Like it yeah. takes them like a couple of days. Right. And then what we would do is we would talk about how are you going to up your vortex? So as soon as you get yellow, we need to find some conversation within self to up the bubble, your org field, your vortex, your electromagnetic okay. field. So I just taught him as his bubble. And so he would draw every morning. It was so cute. The number three. And then he would put a triangle on the bottom of the three, which would turn it into a heart on his hand. Oh. So he, every time he looked at that, he was like, I have to say this mantra three times. And his mantra was, I'm ready to be brave. I am ready to be brave. Or I'm ready to be strong. Or I am normal right now. And it right. just really helped him regulate and having that positive conversation instead of the ego getting carried away and, oh my God, these kids are so big. I'm scared. This isn't right. fair. I miss my mom. I miss my dad. Like all of those fear-based emotions right. would help him transition. And then eventually we got him like a necklace that he could actually play with because tactile is so important yeah. for kids. So we had a necklace that he could play with. And then he'd be like, he'd do his mantra three times just within his head. And he had a transition. Oh, so fast. That's how I, like, before it was called divine alignment for kids. I'm working with Sammy. He was like, Diamond, you're like my nightlight when the world is dark. And I was like, oh, my heart. (laughs) Like, it's the most rewarding thing. Watching, watching any human, like, navigate themselves. Oh, yes, babe. Like, ah. Yeah. So I found that like, I really love teaching that technique or working through that technique with children. Yeah. And I know you've done a lot of similar stuff with your crew too. Absolutely. Um, And I very much talk openly about (laughs) the fairy realm and angels and protection and stuff like that, especially around nighttime, because that's when he gets a little, um, he likes the nightlight on in his room. So we keep it on. He has a globe and it it lights Mm -hmm. up. Um, But like, monsters under the bed kind of situation or things in the closet and those are like the not so nice energies that might be just inquisitive but he doesn't understand that because he can see right um he sees the invisible really and he feels it so you know like teaching about fairies and teaching about out angels that protect them and like visual I'm like oh I always go like what's the light within you like what color would you be if you were like this vibrant protective light for yourself and he he loves blue blue like everything so he's like I'm blue and I'm like exactly so like really harness that and remember how beautifully blue you are when you go to bed and that you're protected Mm -hmm. in this beautiful blue bubble right Mm -hmm. um but yeah like (laughs) sometimes it's kind of it's pretty funny. Like we'll go for a walk with everybody. And, um, my fiance is just like bugging him a little bit and he'd be like, stop it. The fairies don't like it when you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. But yeah, like 
very much open about that um, with my 13 year old. We actually got her cards. She likes to do cards for herself. So she'll pull cards and sometimes we'll talk about the cards that she pulled because she doesn't really understand the book very much. Um, but I like to teach them how to read the card without reading the book. Like, 100%. right? Like really tap into what you're hearing, what you're feeling. Um, because that's, that's the part of the intuition that you really have to dive into and really feel into not relying so much on what other people around you are telling you, right? Mm -hmm. It's very much about your self-empowerment and your body and listening to your body and listening to your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. There's like so much floating through my brain right now when I wrote my children's books, which are still in the works of being published, but, okay. um, there's a lot of different techniques and, even as a grown up, so like with Zoe, my daughter, when she was very young, like she had a lot of so like the same as your son, right? They, yeah. She sees, she sees, she hears, she feels like all of her clairs are active. right. Always have been, and um, at night I would make her what would be called monster spray. So oh. we put lavender and water just in a spray bottle, and that would be so we'd spray her room. Okay. And she would call upon, just like you were saying, she's, I'm calling upon all my angels and my unicorns Love it. and we're going to protect, make a, a beautiful protection space. And then she'd spray the monster spray. And that would either, and I'd ask her, are we transforming monsters today? Or are we shielding from monsters today? And in her big little heart, she'd be, let's transform them because they're yeah. just scared little creatures. And so that created one of my children's books. Like, what if monsters under your bed were just a pet that needed a friend? I love that. Right. So she would transform the monsters and yeah. then she put like a stuffy down on the floor so that the monster could wear it like a costume because they were too scared. And then she'd scoop it up and she would hug it all night and give it love. And so that on an energetic level, like a hidden energetic level, yeah. what I was teaching her to do was morph her vortex into the vibration frequency of love. And to expand it beyond herself, right? And so yeah. when your vortex is huge and it's in a high frequency, negativity can't find its way in, right? right. I teach a lot of this when I teach the quantum physics piece, but um, it's just so powerful to watch them get it. And then yeah. they start to like take that to whatever they're doing in the world, like, yes. and just expand their vortex, right? And then that led my daughter into wanting to be, um, she wanted to be a Reiki master at a very, very young age. Wow. So she went through the Reiki program in her teens. And by the time she was 19, she was a Reiki master teacher. And she was just like, I, I want to do this. My son, different, right? He, he's communication learning disabled. He's got challenges very similar to mine. So he hasn't found his path with it yet, but he understands that whole vortex transition. And I think that's the biggest tool that we can give our kids is how do we transition our vortex? So that way we're, because the law of vibration, the law of attraction matches the law of vibration. So whatever your yeah. vibration is, is what you're going to be receiving. So teaching them to shift that right at a really young age with, and just subconsciously, right? You're just giving them tools that they don't even, they're not even aware of. Right. And that changes their whole perception and their whole reality. Yes. So cool. Regulating emotions in a way that's mm -hmm. not, yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we have to normalize emotion and let them experience those. They're not lower 
like depression, sadness. Yes. Those are lower vibration, but helping them normalize it and move through it. Yes. And they're ready without guilting or shame when they're ready to transition it into what yes. serves them, what brings them back to their balance. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's so important as a parent to be able to do that yourself in order to teach it, right? Amen. Yes. <laughs> practice, mm-hmm. practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because if we're not regulating our energy, like our children are absorbing us. Yeah. Like it starts with you filling your bucket, filling your cup. Yeah. Shifting your vortex, shifting your auric field, your electromagnetic field. Right. So that way when they're like, because you're intermingling energy so often. Right. It's the same as like, you know, you want them to come to you and talk to you about things. You want them to be able to express their feelings to you. But if you're unable to do that, even to your partner or to yourself or to them and say like, Hey, like, I know I sounded frustrated today and this this is why, but not giving, giving them like the cool notes. They don't need to know everything, but like, how can you tell them to come to you and share that safety with you? If you can't do that yourself. 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's why I love how like I toot your horn for a second here. That's why I love how well-rounded your services are. Like you've got your Sisterhood Awakening Circle, which is such yep. an incredible thing, which is on Thursdays at seven thirty yep. Eastern time. Then you're doing one-on-one work with women, helping yes. them learn how to regulate, how to ask for their needs, how to move into this, and then the nightlight program, like moms, dads, and babies. Right. Like it's such a so well-rounded. I love it. Like you're such a gift so to this world. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one, one other tip that I just want to add in. And okay. I know you and I've talked about this and I know that you do this with um, all your clients too, but there's a way to help yourself, whether that's your, your child or yourself to understand what your intuition is, is asking. If it's a yes, something's we're great. We're moving forward. Yes. Or if it's a hell no, something's off. And that's the body sway test. Right. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. So teaching your children to just stand and ground their energy, close their eyes and connect in. And they're going to feel about something really, really beautiful. So their favorite thing, their favorite dinner, their playtime, whatever. And then you're going to ask them, where in your body are you feeling that? What does it feel like? And sometimes you'll get a sway either forward or like we're all different. There's no right or wrong. And then you go into something icky. What does that feel like in your body? And that's such a practice that it is a practice because you really have to tap into that and understand it. But if you can get your children doing that at a young age, they're going to understand yeses and nos so fast Yeah, because they're so in tune, right? They haven't been completely dampened by our world yet. Right. And yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. So I really strongly encourage our followers to like play with that too. Yes. Um, I would also like to talk about or mention in regards to like intuition and really tapping into how you feel your body wise, um, what you eat, right? Um, I know we're busy. So sometimes, you know, we're doing the easy route in regards to food, but really being aware of what you're eating, how it makes you feel, um, even like prepping dinners with your family and prepping it with the kids and teaching them how to really put that intention into what they're eating. What do they like? What does it nourish their body? Cause when we nourish our mm-hmm. body, we function a lot better. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's totally true. Um, my daughter's diet was beige. 
if it was beige, she would eat it. If it was vibrant, <laughs> she would not. Like such a selective eater as a kid. And yeah. so she'd be like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to reiki it. And so she yes. would literally, she would send energy to her food. And, you know, your body knows what to do with the perception yeah. of it. And so it was one thing that used to make me, whereas my son was like all fruits and vegetables and like wanted it all, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But she would sit there raking her food. <laughs> I do too. And it, it makes me feel better. I am like, okay, like I know that it's like, it's good to go. I can ingest that. Right. Um, but it also takes the darn guilt and the shame out of the fact that you're not eating something that's green and leafy. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. My three food groups, nutrition, hydration, and pleasure. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, which category are you in? <laughs> that is all. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm really, um, I'm really excited about what you're doing with the circles and how you're bringing some of this information forward for, you know, moms yeah. is so important. And I feel that, you know, it is a lonely road. Your healing journey, your awakening journey is long and lonely and you go through so many ups and downs and to have such an incredibly safe circle yes. where this is, it's real, man. Like yeah. I've never seen a circle like yours where it's just like, it's real talk. It's like, I want to lose my shit on my kid right now. I am yeah. overwhelmed. I am dealing with mom guilt. I am dealing yes. with daughter guilt. I am dealing with what is my role and yes. you know, the wisdom and the healing that you bring forward, Sarah Rose. Oh, like you're a game changer in this world. Yeah. yeah. And I like, it's really beautiful. It's yeah. like, it's the guilt as well as just like, having a lot to do and feeling like you're not spending enough time with your kids or having a lot to do and not having the momentum to get off the couch some days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's my story more often than not. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I got it. Awesome. Okay. So for our viewers that want to check out that circle, you can email us at reach out at diamondno.com for more information diamondno.com is where you're going to find all our socials and Sarah's posts and her bio and all of our goodies. Um, so, and again, we love the feedback. Thank you for all the love letters, all the messages. Thank and you. we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>